What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. What's up? I got a lot for you. Yeah, can you flip that switch real quick right there? Because we kind of do, don't hit that camera. Perfect. Continuous power. Nailed it. Uh, what do you got for me? So if you're new here, uh, please like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate any and all support. We're the Buffalo Happy Hour. Uh, welcome back to another weekly episode. Um, so I have something for you. I'm just going to take over. I don't like where this is headed. So. I know. It's amazing. Are you going to ask me ridiculous questions about what I think about the world like you are, like I normally do to you? Nope. Perfect. I wrote something. Oh boy. Derek, now you have no idea what I'm doing right now. I am totally throwing you off, but I must, I must take a moment and dive into this because you deserve it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Should we open the whiskey first? You can, you but I'm not going to stop. First. So... We met in college, working multiple jobs. Are you breaking up with me or something? Pushing and grinding to make a better life for ourselves. We took money earned and put it into investments, passions, hobbies, and women. And we knew the beauty of capitalism and how <laughs> if we worked more, we earned more. Uh, and we were the only two guys who consistently dressed appropriately for class in college. It's true. Straight facts. So we started this podcast in hopes it would take off. We knew damn well how long this would take, and by no means are we anywhere where we want it to be yet. Thus, we work harder. However, throughout college and going into business together, I knew one thing was the same. The standard you set for the women you wanted to call your wife. Jesus. When you first told me about this woman called Gina years ago, I rolled my eyes and said, all right, we'll talk in four months. I'm sure she sleeps in until 2 p.m. like your exes and wants to be out all night with the girls. You laughed and said, no, she's a French teacher and actually really mature. (laughs) Then I seen the way you two look at each other. Uh, So this past Friday, on March 21st, you asked her to be your wife. And we both knew she exceeded your standard within two months of her being around. 
Derek, throughout the years, I've seen you focus on your career, your passions and hobbies, but now you focus on your future with her. The conversations we have will remain that, our conversations, (laughs) but what I will shed light on is how happy I am for you to have this moment, uh, because basically to have this woman by your side and to have not only this podcast fuel our dreams, but be the cornerstone foundational piece that you can rely on for years to come. If you need a break from life, you can come into the studio, which we've built, FYI, and decompress. (laughs) You and I can talk before we go live. We can joke, but then remember why we started this, to shed light on Buffalo, but also potentially build this into something that allows us to be with our wives more and live the entrepreneurial life we've always talked about. Congrats on your engagement to someone who is so out of your league. (laughs) You taught me a ton since we met, and one of the things is how to be a good man, so thank you. And I cannot wait to continue celebrating with you and Gina. I love you, brother. You deserve this happiness and peace of mind. Jesus, dude. Where did this come from? I don't know. I just wanted to type it up quick. So I did. Do you want to make me cry on air? Go ahead. Dude, thank you. I appreciate gotcha. that. Absolutely. Congratulations, man. So if you guys blacked out for the past five minutes like I did, <laughs> uh, I got engaged last Friday, which was the 21st. Uh, Gina did say yes, which was no surprise. But for some reason, it was still... Nerve-wracking. And shocking. Why? Yeah, basically. Why is it nerve-wracking to like to be with somebody and take that next step even though there's a 110% chance that they say yes? Because you know your life's over with. <laughs> um, no, so first, open the window, first of all, because it's like a gajillion degrees well, we in can't here. because there's an air-conditioned unit in there. So. Oh, come on. There's got to be – we'll see what it sounds like. I mean, we've recorded interviews next to, like, coolers, so it should be halfway decent. Yeah, we'll see. All right, continue. We'll probably turn it off in, like, 10 minutes, but it's fine. Um, I think the other reason is because it's a huge moment in your life. So you basically live and spend time with someone for years to see if you can configure what they want and like in jewelry to then spend an absorbent amount of money to then spend another absorbing amount of money on a wedding and then another absorbing amount of money on a honeymoon um, with the same person and you want to basically know you did a good job and the only way you know you did a good job was her reaction, whoever her is, and then if she says yes. Yeah. That's basically why. It's got to be. There's no other reason. Yeah, I, I don't understand. And every single time that I was looking for rings, I just was brought back to that time Michael Scott when he showed Pam the ring. And she's like, this is gorgeous. And he goes, yep, three-year salary. And I just <laughs> laughed so hard because, I mean, it's basically true. It's very true. Um, but, yeah, I think that's why. I honestly can't come up with any other reason. I was super awkward going into it, I felt anyways. She's convinced that I was totally fine and like not awkward, mm-hmm. but I just I didn't want to stumble. I wanted to make sure everything was okay, and then she completely blacked out to the point where I was okay to be awkward. Yeah, because she was so awkward that I looked completely normal, <laughs> and then I basically had to re-ask like, "So yes," yeah. and then she, you know, I think luckily for you, she was able to mentally compose herself to answer your question without any hesitation uh without any hesitation yes but she didn't give me a for sure yes she just kind of shook her head up and down that, and i'm like i'm taking that that's enough yeah that's enough oh yeah 
I was literally just being stared at. So <laughs> I'm like, can you, you got to give me something? A, a complete, <laughs> a complete stranger's recording this. Oh really? Like, yeah, because I was like, hey, can you take our picture? And then I gave her the phone. I'm like, by the way, it's a video. Just, just record. And then I just walked away. She literally had no idea who I was. Random girl on a wine tasting with her friends. And then I took a knee in the vineyard. And then she's just like, perfect. And I think she was single. So I'm like, sucks to suck. But what are you going to do? She just got divorced, actually. <laughs> and she's like, this is a nice wedding blossoming right now. Cute marriage. But thank yeah. you, man. That, that means a lot. And I'm glad that you were able to celebrate with us. We went to a speakeasy. That's kind of our thing. Yes. Won't say where it is because you have to be in the know to know where it is. Basically. Except she geotagged the location. So that didn't help. We don't got to talk about that. So don't go look at her Facebook at all. Uh, but it's... Yeah, it's kind of like a you have to, but you also have to know the word to get in. You can't just be like, "Hey, I'm here at this place. Take me to your speaking." Like that's I mean, not how it works. Yeah, unless you're us, <laughs> right? Then that's kind of how it works. But hey, we I'm know here. where the speakeasies are. We just walk in. We're like, we built this place. Uh, <laughs> we built this city. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it was it was awesome. The food was very good, um, and it was just an overall good time. I mean, I'm glad that our family and friends were able to be there, and I appreciate you you coming. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I think it was a perfect size mm-hmm. in regards to attendance, and then it was um, dimly lit, yeah. which added to it because that just made it that much better. Yeah. It's more stuff to talk about. And it was, a, it was a difficult time thinking about doing it based off of like when I wanted to tell her friends that I wanted to invite. Because like the biggest thing about a, an engagement is the the wife or whoever it is being able to go and tell her friends like they're excited and everything. And I was technically taking that away from her because I wanted her friends to be present. So I was battling through that thought process over and over again. I'm like, do I really invite her friends? Because then who is she going to tell? But I was very selective on who I told based off of the fact that I knew that they were coming. Cause if they weren't going to come, I wouldn't tell them, you know what I'm saying? It was, a, it was an internal battle. It's a struggle, man. First world problems for sure. It's just exhausting trying to plan something that monumental, especially because it has to remain a surprise. Mm -hmm. And then if you care about what her nails look like, then that's a whole piece you got to navigate through. Well, luckily, her friend down in Indiana who we went to go visit got huge into like the do-it-yourself nails, like where you just dip your nails and it's basically done. I don't know how it works. I tried it once. I'm just kidding. But she, Gina was like very obsessed with getting it perfect for no reason. But she just wanted to, like, master the art of doing her own nails. So she was, like, doing it, coming out and being like, ah, it doesn't look very good. I'm going to redo it tomorrow. Do it again. Ah, it doesn't look very good. I'm going to redo it tomorrow. So she kept doing it and doing it and doing it until it was perfect. And it ended up being very good when we went to go do it. Yeah. So, yeah, it worked out. That's exciting. Have you ever, like, when you were emo, did you ever paint your nails? Or no? Uh, I was, first of all, never emo. You weren't? No. And secondly, no, I've never painted my nails. Not even for a joke? Correct. Oh. So anyways. <laughs> I think I did one just to figure out how to like do it. But it wasn't when I was emo. I don't know. Those, those people that paint them black, it's just like, what are you doing? Probably something that <laughs> you won't see them the week after they do it. Yeah. So anyways. Jesus. Let's get dark really quick. So yes, I was engaged. It was a good time, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're starting to think about everything to like all the number of people to invite to the wedding, and that's stressful because I got four sides of the family because both my you, parents dude, are divorced and remarried. When you and I first started talking about that, and you're like, "Hey, what's your final number for your wedding?" I'm like, first of all, don't use 
me because we're a horrendous example to base numbers off of just because it's not a local wedding and we had to postpone multiple times in that fiasco um but i was like dude we easily could have had 250 people at the wedding Mm -hmm. without question just in family and then probably 10 friends on each side and then it got down to we have 90 people going to the wedding like it's but i feel like it's a good size though like i don't know if i would want 250 people at a wedding well dude when colin and i first got engaged and we sat down and had that same initial conversation. I'm like, where are you at? Because realistically, I want 130 people total at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And for us, that's that was small. Like, pre-pandemic, that was a very small wedding. Right. So, and she was on board with that. And then when we wrote down our families, we're like, I mean, there's no way to get down to 130 mm-hmm. because of family. And then that's just because same boat. I've divorced remarried cousins step cousins right or uh step siblings like it's just nuts so there's no way to get it down but now it was you know it was difficult but it was it's doable and mm-hmm. then we just got a lot of no's so and then it got to a point where we were okay with no's because we were saving an absorbing amount of money sure again that's the word of the episode absorbing it yeah it's a good word it's a good college word you know we're trying you know we're planning on honeymoon which kind of brings us to uh what Bad we're doing boy today? whiskey here, huh? So we've never had this, right? I mean, I have. Well, you have, but... On the show, no. So I haven't. Uh, You might have. I think you've had... Because you've had Glenlivet 15, but I think that you've also had 12. At, like, Whiskey Riot? Probably. Dude, I don't remember much of Whiskey Riot, so I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. So... It kind of ties in because Gene and I are already talking about honeymoon, and we want to go to a Scotland. That's like where she found out some of her family's from, is Scotland. And I love Scotland. I love Scotch. I love everything about Scotland. So we're gonna go there and, and hang out. And you have like nine hundred and forty-six days off a year. Correct. So. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we are going to be drinking the Glenlivet. It's kind of like the Ohio State University, right? Uh, Glenlivet 12, single malt scotch whiskey, double oaked, and we will talk more about it later. Boom. Not yet. So what do you think? You think the AC is going to be distracting or no? I don't know. I think that if we continue talking close to the mic, it'll take away some of the background noise when we were talking. Because like you say all the time, I believe they are semi-directional, which means that if I'm talking into it, they won't pick anything up outside of my voice. So when I'm talking, it won't do anything. Well, luckily, we're like inside of the microphone. On top of it. Yeah. Yeah. So So we'll see how it goes. Weekly recap. um, I got married. So you you want to pull out that sheet again and do it over? You got engaged. (laughs) Uh, which is great <laughs> in regards to me. I, uh, I got nothing. No, no, not really. I called my dad. Oh, that's good. So what'd you call him? Why? <laughs> or what did I call him? <laughs> got it. Dad. I started there. It was a nice little, nice little single on a first, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the, uh, program that I'm doing is we've talked about this before. I don't even know if it was on camera though. Um, weights in the morning, work eight hours, and then cardio in the afternoon. Well, it's finally starting to catch up to where if I don't recover certain areas fast enough, mm-hmm. it'll compound and then everything will get tight. So my calves are tight, my hamstrings are tight, now my knees are tight. 
because the other two are tight. So I call my dad. He's a licensed massage therapist, for those that don't know. We're not a masseuse. Don't call anyone a masseuse. Correct. Unless you're Deshaun Watson. So, woof. So I call him up and I said, hey, dad, can you work on my my calves and my hamstrings? He's like, yeah. What are you doing tomorrow? What about the day after that? Oh, I can't do the day after that. What about the day after that? And I'm like, uh, how's June 9th? <laughs> so today's... I called him May 24th, and I said, how is June 9th? Because literally every day after work, there's something going on. Really? Between podcast and then there's dinners all of a sudden because it's nice out and, like, family's trying to get together. Yeah. There's Memorial Day weekend. Um, it's insane. So mm-hmm. I'm like, how's June 9th? And I'm like, I have a half an hour after work where I can shoot over. You can do 15 minutes a leg, and then I got to leave. And he's like, Sure. And it's crazy, too, because I'm literally in bed at 830. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't. I'm not going to stay up. You know, I'll just push it to another day. Right. So that was it. I had to schedule an appointment to see my dad and vice versa. He had to schedule an appointment to see me. Just That's ridiculous. But I'm excited, man. I mean, we got after this episode, you and I got to sit down and hammer out a few things. And then we're just basically going to blast the AC. So I'm excited. Yeah, because you're gone for like 12 days. You got to figure out what we're going to do to record, bro. We're just going to stack. We're just going to record. There might be some episodes that you guys are seeing in the near future that aren't current event related because we're going to be 14 years off. Ooh, that's got some spice to it, dude. Oh, yeah. But you like how, like, fruity and florally it is? Like, this isn't Pete at all. No, but it's good. Hell yeah. So, all right. Um, Yeah. You're going to run into the same situation. Because, well, I don't know. Well, no, you will. We, You're going to schedule things where you're out of town, but I don't think your wedding is going to be like a week process like mine is. No, it's not. But our honeymoon is going to be a two-week thing. A which two yours week, is too, probably, right? A two-week honeymoon? Yeah. What are you talking about two weeks? Maybe like a week and a half, two weeks. Mine's the third of the 12th, but that includes weekends. Yeah. Obviously. Well, it's probably what ours is going to be, too. It's like about a week and a half to two weeks. She's She's got off for uh, Easter break and stuff for being a teacher and everything, so I'll just take that time off. And, and like we'll straight just, up summer. Well, yeah, because we want to go <clears throat> Isla. Picture this. Yeah, no, picture this. Isla, which okay. we'll talk about in a different ranking, our Scotches episode. But Isla, and then we want to go to Speyside High, Highlands area. So... Those aren't really like close to each other, so kind of like you're doing, you're kind of jumping back and forth, right? With with your honeymoon a little bit, kind of. But it's like a it's like a forty minute ferry. Oh, really? Like how far away? I don't know. I got to talk to a travel agent. Well, that's already covered. <laughs> we got you there. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm I'm doing uh, for those that don't know, I'm doing Greece, and then I'm doing Santorini, and then a separate island that's more to the west, and then back to Santorini. Different uh, one hotel, obviously different hotel on the island, and then when we go back, it's a totally separate hotel after that. So it's splitting the trip into three different experiences mm-hmm. to see the same sunset, which we're fired up about. But that's how we plan the trip. Um, for you, that was the question that I got directed to you: is what's your goal? Yeah. Like history, culture, romance, um, culture, like, and and I'm thinking. All three, basically, yeah. because you're going to get the history when you talk about the culture, and then mm-hmm. it's romantic just because you're in Scotland on your honeymoon, oh, and yeah. it's just you two. To we're just... going to read so many Robert Burns poems; it's going to be obnoxious. But we're what going about to... Cleo? I yeah, know it's we got to. 
put her down. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. (laughs) Shut up. What is wrong with you? I don't know. It's a stupid question. Obviously, someone has to stay here. Hey, it's going to be my stepmom or my sister. Someone will stay here. Someone in Gina's family. Someone will watch Cleo. And it'll probably end up being split up. That's his dog, by the way. Not like a long-lost grandma. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, Autumn Leaf is, you know. Well, I mean, she she may be busy. She's going to be because I'm going to be an uncle, too. There's a lot of stuff going on, bro. Mm-hmm. I got. I'm kind of like a busy person right now. I know. What AKA is this? nine months out. Right. Actually, it's really not. It's like a couple months out now. She's halfway along. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, but she yeah. barely shows, but right. But yeah. So it's it's going to be like a combination of all that. Like I want to. We've talked about this already. We're going to stay like four days in Isla itself, right? Maybe like in Ardbeg Distillery, like sleeping in the grains. No, like right be outside there because Ardbeg, Lagavulin, and Lafroy are right next to each other. What are you going to do in Lagavulin? I am going to get hammered no, the entire no. time. I don't think you're going to get hammered. I think you're literally going to sit there and have a swig of a dram and then cry yeah. because oh, yeah. you're finally there. I'm going to see how reasonable it would be to sit down and talk to the head distillers at each one. So I just want to know who they are. I want to experience Scotland that way. You, sir, (laughs) state thy name. (laughs) Come on, share a dram with me. Yeah, and just start screaming. Yeah, I'm very excited for you guys. That's going to be amazing. Obviously, take a ton of pictures, take videos, because that's a massive thing that we can touch on, too. I mean, that could be a full episode. Oh, yeah. So, you know, dropping dropping some seeds. We're going to be drinking a lot of whiskey, so... Yeah. AKA, I'm going to be drinking a lot of whiskey. Which is fine. Oh, yeah. For those that don't know, there's no E, so. Correct. Not in scotch. So let's talk about this. All right. So, <clears throat> Glenlivet is easily easily one of the most recognizable Speyside scotches out there. Now. I would say it's number two. When we talk about, what would you be number one, McAllen? Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about scotch itself, and we'll get into this as we go through these different sections, but when we talk about scotch itself, there's really five different areas that are considered uh, in different types of scotch. So you, you'll hear these quite a bit around. So there's Speyside, which is this one. You have Highland, you have Lowland, Isla, and then Campbelltown Inzeln is like the islands outside of Scotland that handles a lot of the, or it's just like different Distillers located on islands outside of Scotland, outside of Isla, because Isla is such a big island with so many different distilleries that that's just one whole category. That's the heavy P1, like Lagavulin and Laphroaig, Ardbeg and all that stuff. But this is Speyside. Speyside is actually considered Highland, so it's kind of similar to when you're talking about like whiskey and bourbon. You know how like all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon? Yes. All Speyside is Highland, but not all Highland is Speyside. So Speyside is like the most northern region of uh, Scotland, like the on the east part of Scotland, the most northern region, and is actually called Speyside because it's referring to the Spathspey. Uh, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that, but the region itself is called Spathspey, which is what they call Speyside now. Um, Speyside is a protected region for Scotland whiskey distilling under UK government legislation. According to Visit Scotland, this region includes the area between the Highlands to the West Aberdeenshire in the east and extending north to the Caragorns National Park. 
So there's roughly 50 distilleries in the Speyside region. Uh, generally, you, you have two different types of classification of Speyside whiskeys. One of them is uh, very light, floral, grassy, herbally, like uh, Glenlivet is. And then you get some of the different ones that are rich, sweet, uh, finished in sherry casks, kind of like Macallan are. So you get these two different variations of Speyside whiskey, but they all fall under, obviously, the Speyside name. So looking at Glenlivet itself... So the remote and isolated Livet Valley made it ideal for illicit distillation. This is where our founder, George Smith, learned his craft. Hidden away from the custom officers and soldiers amongst the hills of the abundant springs, George had time to distill slowly, making a whiskey that would soon become world-renowned. In August of 1822, King George IV arrived in Scotland for a state visit and asked to try a drop of the infamous Glenlivet whiskey. An illegal dram it was, but even that didn't stop the king. In 1824, two years later, and after a change in legislation, George saw his window of opportunity and rode to Elgin to get his license to become the first legal distiller in the parish of Glenlivet. This didn't go down well with the illicit distillers around him, and he was told he would burn along with his distillery. In a bid to protect himself from these sinister smugglers, he carried a pair of flintlock pistols with him at all times, making it clear he wasn't afraid to use them. His courage set the foundation of our whiskey today. In 1852, our reputation spread beyond the green hills of Scotland to the smoky skies of London, where Charles Dickens wrote to his friend urging him to try the rare old Glenlivet. He was recommending a single malt that went beyond his great expectations. In 1871, with the passing of George Smith on November 27th, the job of continuing his life's work fell to his oldest son, John Gordon Smith. He had been away training for a career in law, but on the death of his father, he returned to pick up the reins of the business. We're going to jump a little bit to 1950, thanks to trains, planes, and automobiles. That was a great album, by the way. The middle of the century saw the Glenlivet account for half of the Scottish malt whiskey sold in the U.S., Thanks to new jet setters of the 50s, word soon spread all, to all corners of the world. Today, to this day, we are still continuing George Smith's vision to break tradition, set new standards, and move things forward, selecting exceptional unique casks, finishes, and liquids, and delivering unique serves and cocktails to open up the world of single malts to all. So this specific Glenlivet 12, this whiskey has been called a lot of things in its time. Smooth, fruity, complex, sophisticated, entertaining, and classic. The original Malt Whiskey Almanac says, quote, A first-class malt, one of the most popular malts in the world, deservedly so. Representing the Glenlivet style, this classic malt is first matured in traditional oak before spending time in American oak casks, which impart notes of vanilla and give the whiskey its distinct smoothness. The mineral-rich water that comes from Josie's well, uh, I don't know who she is, but she's killing it with this well water, helps from flavoring during mashing and fermentation, whilst the specific height and width of the copper stills add de de uh, delicate yet complex character. Keep a bottle on hand for every occasion. Yeah, I would say that's fair, having it on hand for every occasion. Mm -hmm. I think it fits a multitude of things. <clears throat> um, I enjoy this a lot, yeah. and we've talked before. I'm not, like, the the biggest scotch drinker. However, it has grown on me in the last year and a half. I think now it's safe to say that you are a scotch drinker. You're just not a big Pete fan. Yeah. Because you enjoy this. You enjoyed Glenlivet, you, or Glenfiddich. You enjoyed McAllen. 
but you're not a huge fan of Lagavulin, Laphroaig, Ardbeg, and those type of Isla whiskeys. So you're probably, you could probably say that you're a Scotch fan, just not a Pete fan. Yeah. And the Lagavulin that I did like was the 11-year. Mm-hmm. But, but that was also because we were consuming it with massive amounts of steak and bacon, so that could have also imparted a different flavor note for you. <laughs> Such a good episode. If you have not seen that, <laughs> go back and watch it. Was it obnoxious, though, that we were chewing during the episode? No. <laughs> Well, not to us. Well, no. But did you get any feedback? No. no, nobody cared because they knew what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's Lagavulin 11 year. Right. If you don't know what that is, it's a special edition. There's actually a new one out. Did you know that? There's a Lagavulin 9 year, 11 year, 9 year, Nick Offerman edition, and it's finished in Guinness beer barrels. Interesting. Yeah. So I we'll kind of like the original. We'll have to try that. We kept the box, though. Oh, yeah. we. I mean, okay. I still have it in the basement. Okay, yeah. Good. It's not finished yet. I'm trying to, like, save it. I mean, it was a pretty expensive bottle, bro. Well, yeah, of course it was. Most of these are. Wait wait till we get to this top five whiskey or scotches. We try to stay, when we get into that section, we try to stay away from, we'll talk about it then, but we try to stay away from, like, super expensive stuff, like, because obviously you and I can say, oh, McAllen 18 for sure, but no one's going to drop hundreds of dollars on scotches. So we can't throw that in the top one because, one, you and I have never had it. So we can't put it in there. So, great point. Thanks. When we do these <laughs> top five, it's what we've actually have consumed. We're not just randomly picking some of these obscure ones and being like, must buy, and then telling you, like, <laughs> we're super experts. Like, no. We've legitimately sat down, either have purchased a bottle ourselves it was either gifted to us or we have tried it somewhere um like a whiskey bar and actually enjoyed what was being provided and then knocked it off the list basically it's it's like a dive book right for a lack of better words but yeah and for all intents and purposes so what do you think of this so far i like it a lot yeah yeah and i like it neat which says something Mm -hmm. i don't feel like this has to get cut by any means um what's the proof on it um where are we at, good sir? I think it's like 80. Most scotch is pretty low. Yeah, it's low, which kind of blows my mind. You feel like it would be higher, but it kind of, like, never is. Except you can still get blitzed off of it. Oh, yeah. Why does it not say on here? Oh, here it is. Yeah, 40, so 80. Okay. 80 proof. 40 ABV. So, why don't we dive into the top five? Okay. Just because there's a lot of conversation piece around it. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. So let's set it up again because this will be a clip. So let's talk about everything that we kind of just did. So this is the top five that we've had. We're not throwing out crazy expensive things that either we haven't had or it's not super readily available. All of my suggestions, and I believe all of yours too, you can find it at local liquor stores. Like you can – I put prices on all these, and they're all directly from Addie's. So it's attainable whiskey. They are pricey, but – comparatively to like the best scotches in the world they're not super pricey so so go for it what is your number four so you have number four all right so let me give my number five then first yeah because I, I don't have five i have four again he's the the scotch drinker in this like yeah. the scotch mega fan 
So my number five is actually this one right here. So Glenn okay. at 12. The reason that I like this so much is one, this is probably the most readily available scotch on the market. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for something outside of like Johnny Walker or something like that. Right. Um, it, it Or Dewar's. I mean, Dewar's is also blended scotch. But you're when you're looking at Speyside and you're looking at different types of readily available Speyside scotch is worth it. This is my uh, probably, I mean, it's my number five. It's very approachable. It's very fruity and florally, which we'll get into in the whiskey rating section after this probably. But for me, I mean, it, it covers all your bases. It's very approachable. It's good for experienced scotch drinkers. It's good for people just switching over. Uh, but it doesn't punch you in the face with peat, which most space sides don't. But this is number five. So for me, actively seek out all space side. Correct. Okay. Space side, highlands, lowlands, anything outside of the islands. So you won't, you don't want to go to Isla. You don't want to go to um, like those other ones that use a lot of peat. Okay. Gotcha. There's a different type of peat too. When you're when you're looking at space side scotch, uh, in scotch in general, there the the peat in Isla is very, like grainy. It's grainy, but it's very like earthy and like you know when you're drinking a space side or an Isla scotch because it's very like deep and um, musty and like smoky, but yet a little earthy. Like it's crazy how like rich that note is like a giant whale swam by it and then pissed on it all of it and then kept swimming i mean that'd be a good thing yeah but like the other parts of scotch don't not use peat but their peat is more woody like foresty mossy a little bit so it's a different type of peat uh which that is what you would like more okay so what is your number four number four is glenn fittich 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 14 year nice and I enjoyed it. Um, that was the one that we had in one of my basement episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was if I, I, I'm basically going to quote myself because I can do that now, which is odd. Mm-hmm. Um, in the episode, I said if this was over ice, I would feel like it diluted the scotch to a point that I, I didn't like it at all because it was just then like water and there was no way to kind of differentiate it. It was very, very light yeah. from what I remember. Um, so that's my number four. Cool. My number four is actually Glenfiddich 15 Stellara cask. So this one, okay, so I'm sorry. Glenlivet comes in at $68.99 at Addy's. Glenfiddich 15 comes in at $82.99 at Addy's. So it's a little bit more expensive. But the interesting thing about Glenfiddich 15 is they have a process where <clears throat> their barrels, they fill up their barrels with 15-year-old scotch. And then they drain the whiskey from the barrels into the bottle like normal, but they don't completely empty the barrel into the bottles. They leave some left over, and what they do with that leftover is they combine it with new 15-year stuff. So it's this constant recycling of not, – not recycling, I guess, because you're not redistilling it, but the leftover whiskey is getting blended back in with the new stuff coming out. So it's the same whiskey. It's just you can get something that's very old coming out of there depending on if that last batch – came out or not it's kind of like in that one of the distillation processes like sour mash i believe sour mash, yeah, yeah. It's, it's taking the water and recycling yep. it back yeah but the this is the like the actual whiskey is staying in the barrel so you can potentially have the same whiskey in the barrel for like 30 years That's technically nuts yeah uh and it's just an interesting thing to do i mean it is a little bit on the pricier side 83 dollars but it's just really cool how they do that. And just for that aspect of it, I would put that in one of my top. Well, it is in my top five. It's in top four. Sure. Nailed it. All right. What's your top three, man? Uh, my number three is 
McAllen 12-year double cask. And I liked it because you can't have it neat if there's one ice cube in it. For me, it's incredible. Um, it gives you a totally different flavor profile in regards to a scotch where it it's more full, if that makes sense, yeah. compared to others. And there's just it's it's a little bit more dynamic, and I liked that because you never quickly drink scotch. You mm. always sip it. So when you have something like a double cask and you're sipping it, you you kind of forget the initial taste because the ending note lingers for so long and then duration passes and then you're like, oh, all right, it's been multiple seconds. Like, yeah. I'll take another sip. And then that's that's kind of the experience that I got with it, which is why I did like it. Um, so it's my number three. Where was the first time you had that? At my bachelor weekend. Okay. And then I... It was a gift. Took it home, and then were you were you? I don't want to say reluctant to try it at first, but with you not knowing a lot about scotch at that point, were you nervous to try it? Were you? Did you think that you weren't going to like it at all? No, I wasn't okay. nervous. I gave it the respect that it deserved. Yeah. So I, it's not that I, um, I mean, I slightly hesitated. Where I looked at it and I'm like, okay, this is this is going to be pretty intense. And then I drank it, and then I was I looked at you, and I'm like, this isn't bad. A couple of the other guys who aren't into scotch at all, but mm-hmm. they were already, you know, 98 percent of the bag anyways. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, drinking like what <laughs> is this? I'm like, you don't just go back outside because yeah. you don't even know like what this is, right. and it's too good to waste. It's it's like 70 bucks a bottle. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, seventy four ninety nine. Yeah, at Addie's. Yeah, so I mean, it, you don't really want to just get blitzed and then all of a sudden take a sip of that and think everything's okay, right? Because you're trying to be one of the guys. This is that's not that's not the kind of drink that it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, I knew the price of that because that is also my number three. So that's BHH recommendation right there. Boom. So we are at seventy four ninety nine for this at Addie's. Um, I also like this one. The first time that I actually had that was also your bachelor weekend. But I was like, yeah, hell yeah, bring it. So I just love that stuff. It's very dark, uh, like a dark fruit, very refreshing. Um, it was like you could taste how crisp it was, but it was interesting that it was that crisp because it was more heavier than like Glenlivet. It's not like Glenlivet and Glenfiddich are 80 proof, but they also, like you said, if you put ice in it, it'll dilute it to the point where it might not be as like delicious, right? So when you're looking at McAllen, and the sherry cask that we also had, it, those hold up better to water. And I think it's because they're so rich and deep with the dark fruit notes and they're very like they're very rich in their flavor, which I think holds up. Yeah. All right, number two. It is the McAllen 12-year sherry mm. cask. So this brings up more, fl- more fruit for me, um, easier to drink, it's lighter, and... It was so, like, the wood sugars in it were just unbelievable, and it it traveled through the entire tasting note of it. It didn't stop at, like, the back end of the initial taste, and then you would get this baking spice on the ending note. It's like, no, you, you consistently get fruit through the entire sip, yeah. and it was just so good. I remember that one was very plummy. Yeah. Very plummy. So good. So that's my number two. Same same thing. It's seven mid-70s in yeah. price. Nice. So my second one is actually one that I just bought recently. It's Arbelur. It's a 12-year. I have it in my basement right now, uh, and it'll be on a future episode. But for me, uh, it is 
a sweeter version of my number one, which I won't get into, but it's such a dynamic taste. It's very sweet. It's very like crisp. It's very hard to explain. It's a typical space side, which I think, I mean, everything in this list is from space side, but this is really what highlights the, the best parts of what space side are. It is very light. It's florally. It has some of those like, um, Oak finishes though. And it's, has a little bit more of a fruitier note than what we're getting from a Glenlivet. But for me, it's just very well-rounded. It's a perfect Speyside whiskey outside of the two, one that I'm going to mention for number one, but kind of two. But Arbiter 12. I found out when making this list, 12 is my favorite year for Scotch. At least Speyside. All of my stuff are 12. Interesting. Yeah, so like... Mine is not. Yeah. McAllen, Arbiter, the next one, Glenlivet. Hmm. They're all 12. Okay. Yeah. Interesting find. My number one, uh, the first time I had it was with my brother-in-law, so shout out to my brother-in-law. He brings me into the finer things in life regarding basically everything. So uh, he had this at his house. We tried it, and I'm like, that's the first scotch that I've ever liked ever. And he's like, this is, it's good. And I was like, okay, did some research on it, basically fell in love with the process, and I was like, okay, nailed it. Um, I got it as a gift. I've purchased one bottle for myself in my entire life. Outside of that, it's just been a gift. And it is Glenlivet 15-year French Oak Reserve. It tastes like apple. It's so good. Um, ballpark pricing, depending on where you are, it's very easy. A hundred bucks. Just budget a hundred bucks, and yeah. then you can pick it up. Um, it'll vary in price from location to location. Sometimes it's cheaper. I found it in Syracuse for like 80s. Um, but then there's a couple places out by us. It's a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. However, it was the first time, again, young, uneducated, inexperienced drinker uh, was introduced to scotch. And they're like, this is it. I'm like, it's a box. I had no clue about packaging, opened sure. it up. It had its own very nice wrapping paper, pulled it out. The bottle's exquisite. It's got the same little dimple impression as well. It's just a different... Um, design on it it's more of like a triangle or like a pentagon rather and then the color of it is really dark it's just beautiful so i kept the box obviously it's in my basement you said yeah french oak reserve it's incredible Mm -hmm. so and i have that need every time last time i had it was on the super bowl nice yeah my buddy had it so i was like can i drink this and he's like it's all yours i'm like (laughs) i mean to be fair there was like two glasses left in the entire bottle and he's like dude just kill it like it's been sitting here i'm like i don't know I don't know what's wrong with any of you guys. <laughs> so I poured it, and then I got laughed at. Yeah, once it gets past 50%, you got to start drinking it quick because then it starts losing it. You think? Yeah. That's what the science says. So it looks like we're going to have to chug this after. Um, all right, so my number one is difficult for me because it is more of a brand than it is a specific bottle. Here it's, we go. It's Balvenny. Oh, I was going to say, Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. <laughs> he makes great whiskey. Um, no, so it's Balvenny. Balvenny is owned by Glenfiddich, but their line, which is Balvenny Double Wood, Double Wood, Balvenny American Cask, and Balvenny, which is my like top, top one, was the Caribbean cask that I had at 189. So, I also like that. Yeah. That was <clears throat> the Caribbean cask is very so like i'm not going to go into each of these in depth because it would take forever but the caribbean cask is a rum finish one so you're getting all the characteristics of the rum in there which is like these tropical fruits i got a little blueberry and i don't know why 
a lot of the people that I heard had that did not get blueberries. So maybe I was having a stroke at the time. But I also tested blueberry. Yeah, it was weird. Maybe yeah. we had some blueberry in our food or something like that. But I got a lot of blueberry there. And to me, that was delicious. Double wood is also very, very good. It's basically, to me, the best way that I can describe it is the viscosity and the richness of the Macallan blend paired with the Arbelour blend, which is very uh, like rich and florally, but also a little bit um, on, on the sweeter side and a little fruit, uh, but taken up to an earthy level. So you take Macallan, you take Arbelour, and then you put more earth into it, as weird as that sounds. But that's their double wood. Now, their American cask I just got for Christmas from Steve, and that one is also... No free shout-outs. Yeah, no free shout-outs, Steve, nerd. Just kidding. Um, but that one is also very good again. I've only had one glass of that, but the Balvini in general is just a very amazing brand and distillery that is focusing more on the fruity, the richness, and just elevating our balloon to that next level. Hmm. Interesting. So that's our top nine. Four and eight, a half. Eight. Eight, technically, because we had that BHH recommendation in there. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. Let's write but this. Yeah, so that, that's that's our uh, top eight scotches. So let us know if you like that, because we're going to continue going through different areas of the world and rating them. So we'll do like a top five top five tennessee whiskeys i don't even know how many tennessee whiskeys there are but top there's enough for five yeah top bourbons top rise top then different regions of scotland top japanese stuff maybe or maybe maybe we'll just do an overall category of top like random whiskeys i don't know we'll figure it out we'll figure it out the top canadian you got to do that too speaking of figuring it out We'll get some moose in here, and we can have them tell you. Uh, speaking of which, Toronto is uh, hopefully getting kicked out of the playoffs. But anyway, all right, so um, you want to rate this thing? Yeah. All right. Label branding. Uh, I give it an A, obviously, just because of the fact that it comes with that much packaging. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, bumps it above a B. I don't know why I keep saying obviously. The back gives you its story. The signature on the side is nice, and the color is, you know. It's a color. Not alpha, but yeah. fine. I do like it, though. So, All right, so the back says, Glenn Livid, Scott, single malt scotch whiskey, 12 years of age. As people go, George Smith was no ordinary man. After he licensed his whiskey in 1824, he battled against all odds and established his smooth, fruity Glenlivet as the definitive taste of Speyside, which George started, continued to inspire our makers to create whiskey that are enjoyed by all far and wide. Vibrantly golden color, this whiskey entices you in. A silky vanilla sweetness dances across your palate, who are dancing now, followed by rich fruit and subtle marzipan spice, you're getting that marzipan spice? I know you are. Into intensifying your flavor experience. Um, so then it gives you your, your notes, which we'll talk about momentarily. But label branding. So A? Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Where are my notes? Notes, 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 notes. Hello? Edit. Hello? Hello? See, if you had an iPhone, it wouldn't have that issue, but we'll talk about that later. It definitely would. So, All right. Nose. What are you getting on the nose?
It's a long pause with absolutely no audio, so I'm sure all of our listeners in two weeks are just going to shake their head. Yeah. Like, speak to me. They're all going to be like, what's that humming in the background? It sounds <laughs> like they're sweating. You're getting a lot of the malt up front on the nose. To me, this is very malt forward with a little bit of like a honey. Yeah, what he said. And vanilla. Hold on, there's also something in there. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm only getting malt and vanilla. And maybe caramel. I straight up have one you're working nostril. Getting, you're kind of getting... Perfect. COVID. You're kind of getting like a an apple or a pear or some sort of like... No, you're not getting that? Straight up vanilla extract. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, what are you getting for the nose? Like, for a rating. S- sweetheart, I just told you. Okay. Um, you know... Pineapple? I'm, who the hell said that? But the box. The people that probably know more than we do. <laughs> Anybody nose. can slap a warranty on a box, Derek. <laughs> right. um, nose says vibrant aromas of summer meadows and tropical fruits, notably listen, pineapple. Do, do they know that we're in Buffalo? Yeah, really. Summer meadows. <laughs> yeah. We're not in Kansas anymore. Vibrant notes of depressed winters. That's something that we can all relate <laughs> I know. to. Yeah, can um, I smell road salt? <laughs> um, <laughs> How about failure and discouragement? Can you get that on the nose, too? I know. I, I Sorry, I don't smell the buffalo sabers. <laughs> I'm going with A on the nose. I'm getting a little pear, though. I'm not. And Maybe I'm have, not around tropical fruits enough, but I, pear is the I have a pear every day. That, really? Don't smell it. No, you do not. I Who sw- has a pear every day? A I, pear a day keeps the doctor away. That's not the phrase. No, I have three pieces of fruit every lunch. Pear, apple, banana. Every lunch. You know that you're not supposed to mix apples and bananas together? I don't care what people say. It destroys your metabolism. Oh, does it? Yeah. Well, my wind sprints in the morning doesn't, so if anything, I it spikes it. thought you sprints at the end. The no, I do, I do normal cardio after work. What a nerd. All right, so what did you get, give it for a rating? A. A? All right. Uh, all right, I'll give it to you. A check mark. A check mark. A check mark. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. We act like it's a compromise. We still have zero idea what this rating scale is. We're two like two hundred episodes in. Um, all right. So on initial, the palate, initial taste. I'm going to now drink, everyone. So please drink responsibly. Great. Now we're never going to get monetized. Mm-hmm. On the palate, you're getting more of that, like. Earthy malt. Yeah. And it's giving you like a soil type. And it's very heavy it. on the initial taste. And yeah. then you get some vanilla and caramel, and that's it. Maybe we're doing this wrong, man. Maybe this like went wrong somewhere. Because, okay, here we're, it's the pear. Okay, so I, I wasn't completely having a stroke. But the palate says floral notes, smooth and sweet fruit notes of fresh peaches, pears, and vanilla. I, I get mean, vanilla. I guess, I guess I can get the vanilla. But pear is really, like, right on the nose for me. I'm not getting that on the initial taste. It's crisp, in a sense, but I... It is thick, though, when it first hits your tongue. Three C's. And, yeah, and to me, that's wrapped with, like, this earthy barley. Yeah, it's just the malt. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, A. A checkmark again? Yeah, A checkmark. I agree, I agree, I agree. The Mm -hmm. end... Mm -hmm. Ending note, I'm getting wood sugars. 
caramel. And I'm getting a little bit of uh, baking spice, but not in like a bourbon sense, just kind of like a kick, kind of like a mule kick in the tongue, you know? You know? That's all. And it's it's oily, but in a really good way. And it's such an odd hug. Yeah. It's a low hug inside your mouth, and it doesn't travel past your throat at all. And it feels amazing. As weird as it sounds, it does not upset my stomach when I drink this. Hmm. Good. To me, I'm getting some sort of nutty character on the end. I can see that. I don't know if it's like a like a pecan like almond, a pecan or mix. hazelnut or something like that. Yeah, it's something there on that back end that. If I was allergic, I could tell you right away. <laughs> well, it's not actual hazelnuts, <laughs> um, but yeah. So like that hazelnut is lingering on the very end, and it's making it thick to me on the back end, which to me keeps that hug up high for me. Like to me, th- this whiskey as it goes down, like it hits your tongue. Very thick in the initial taste. And then the thickness goes away, and you're left with that fruity tropical fruit note in the middle of the initial taste going into the ending note. And then it balloons back out into this nutty, full feeling on the end that stops right at your like right at the end of the ending note, and that's where the hug is. We're all on this ride with you, man. You're you're not tasting. You're designing this roller coaster. Really? Balloons? Yeah, balloons. Like I'm a clown. No, don't bring it into this. I hate that movie. All right. Well, anyway, so you're not getting any of that? No, I mean, I yes, I'm experiencing that. The finish I just, says marzipan and fresh hazelnuts. Okay. Nailed it. Okay. What about marzipan? Have you ever had marzipan? Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> Walk into a local grocery store and just gnaw on it I real have quick. some inside if you want to try No, something. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right. So what are you getting on the end? Like for the rating? A plus. Okay. Yeah, I like that. A plus. It's, it's well-rounded. It is. To me, it's like this wave. Of intensity. You don't got to talk to me about waves. It's this wave, man. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> God, I it's right there. You show the people. Take off no, your shirt. No, no. Um, all right, so A+. plus. So final rating. You ready? Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 92. 90. Really? 91. Okay. 91 average. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I mean, this is good. So after you had this today, where would you put this in your top four? Since you have a spot to spare, where would you put this in your top I'd four? I'd put this in number three. Really? Yeah. Behind the sherry cask, right? Yeah. Nice. Before the, you know, foam. In between. Put them right in between the McCallans. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I like Space Side a lot. Um, I think you're growing to like it, too. And it's just something that, to me, is very easy to get into because there's so many appealing flavors in there that are easy to point out for somebody who's not experienced in scotch if you pick up a bottle of lagavulin you're not going to be able to pick up the flavors because you're going to be overwhelmed by peat correct but if you pick this up you can pick up those nuances those peaches those pears marzipan i guess if you're really into german culture i don't know if that's what germans eat but we'll just figure it out (laughs) (laughs) well that's it that's one hour isn't it or 45 minutes. 53 minutes. I, 53 I missed the minutes. 45-er. All right. We'll put a little more dash in there. No, you're good. You're good. You, we, you we, had, we had to talk for like 45 minutes after this. No. <laughs> oh, 
off camera. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's fine. Do you want more whiskey for that's that fine. then? That's fine. Uh, nah, I'm all right. I'll just sip some Lue. It's obviously French for water. Obviously. I don't know. Maybe I will. Who knows? Leave it, leave it open. Leave it open. Leave it open. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you. Remember to subscribe on our YouTube channel if you have not already. We do have to change the spectrum in regards to subscribers versus non-subscribers and who listens and watches our videos. So we are the Buffalo Happy Hour on YouTube. And then that brings up our channel right away. You'll see our logo. The so, last 28 days. So we're changing the metric here a little bit to be more recent. Here we go. The last 28 days, 66% of the people are not subscribed. Interesting. It's two-thirds of the people that are watching our YouTube videos are not subscribed. Math. Just subscribe. Yeah, that's it. It takes no effort whatsoever. It's all good. Press that subscribe button. It's free to do. You just need a Gmail. And if you don't have a Gmail and you have Hotmail for some unforsaken reason, just create a Gmail. Or have both, like me. Yeah. Um, we are on Instagram as Buffalo Happy Hour 12. Don't ask about the number. Um, and then we are on Facebook as a Buffalo Happy Hour. We have a Twitter. Barely use it. So that's it. Uh, for those that are asking inside their head like what is he wearing today uh this shirt is a local company in western new york that does firearms training and instruction it's a friend of mine that i served with his name is uh frank so bull creek strategic is the company name just wanted to wear his shirt further show support on our weekly episodes of another small business and they do a lot of good things just because they further educate and then train people on the importance and fundamentals of firearms. Mm -hmm. So if anybody want to know what I'm wearing, I am wearing a shirt from Sexy Slices. We also served in Carbones for a little bit while uh, we ate more pizza. And yeah, it's just another small, small dude. Well, not small dude. Kind of a big dude like us. He's built. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he is relatively famous in the Buffalo area in regards to pizza slice reviews. So I haven't worn the shirt in a while. I decided you might as well bring it out today, Derek. Today's a big day. You got to, man. So yeah. I haven't had pizza in a while. I also haven't had pizza in a while. What are you doing after this? Listen. All right, guys. Thank you. We appreciate your time. And we'll see you next week for another fun-filled episode where we basically get buzzed and talk about it. Oh, yeah. So this has been episode 88. 88. We're, we're approaching that 100 quick. I know. We'll talk about it. 104 is a big deal. Two years, brah. All right. All right. But anyway... Tune in next week for episode 89. We really appreciate everybody's support. And please remember to drink responsibly, be a good person. And Michael, do not litter. We're out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.